Rockin' Horse. Shelby 66 gets onto his back, followed by Mars Crusader taking a rails run into the straight, though Nature Strip extends his lead on Eduardo. Two and a half between them, and they're well clear from the rest. Nature Strip at the 250, two lengths in front. The eight-year-old Eduardo's trying his heart out, but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today, and he's got it. Here's a TJ treble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo. G'day listeners, welcome back to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. What a weekend ahead we have with uh, fantastic sport. Moya Stakes on Friday night, Golden Rose on Saturday, uh, AFL Grand Final and some footy as well, so really looking forward to that. Um, I'm joined as always by Bryce Parker from up in Queensland. How you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, huge weekend of everything and I know that a, a few would be on it today and last night because of the holiday today, rest in peace, Queen, so I mean, if uh, people are going to kick through the weekend, that's an absolute <laughs> that's an absolute stomper. So, yeah, really good races coming up, mate. AFL Grand Final, NRL, it's all going on. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to the weekend. I'm not going to lie, mate. I was trying to uh, sneak a day off work tomorrow so I could start my weekend early, but the boss has called me in, so I'm not real happy about that. But nonetheless, also being a Parramatta Eels fan, I am super pumped up about tomorrow night. Hopefully they can get a win and then uh, might be able to find the winner of the Moya Stakes as well. Uh, looking back at last weekend, mate, how good was Nature Strip in the shorts? Uh, I just thought he was absolutely fantastic there, taking a bit of a seat behind Eduardo, who uh, Abdullah pushed forward, obviously, with the fitness edge. But, uh, gee, he was impressive, mate. Did you like any of the runs out of that race leading into the Everest? Super impressive. He's come back almost better than ever. I Good luck in the Everest. I do, you know, there was, I do think Lost and Running was excellent. I thought Overpass was good. You know, a lot of controversy about Bowman not riding the mount out. I thought he's ridden somehow, uh, uh, been suspicious on plenty worse than that one. Plenty worse. Uh, they should have looked into Rustic Steel. But, yeah, it was really good. I Obviously, I was really uh, taken from, I can't remember the name. I think it was An- Anathol. Uh, it was enormous from, from a hopeless spot. So that and handle the truth. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty keen on in the cozy. So I think both of those have, have come back super behind the likes of Eduardo and nature strip. So that's going to be the right form heading into the Kosciuszko. Uh, I did see a post about someone being pretty keen on edit saying they were luckless last year, but I need to see him win another race, mate. I'm not going to, it's not a launch job for me this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Overpass, he'd have to lock himself into an Everest spot now. That was a terrific performance. And uh, I thought the, the run of the race was lost and running. Yep. Got a little bit luckless there in the in the middle of the run, but couldn't have been better. So, yeah, a couple of nice types leading into that race. And as you said, Anathol, uh, I think he had the mm-hmm. fastest last 200 of the, the race. So that's pretty positive leading into a, you would think, Kosciuszko Osco near. Yep. Uh, Zoo Gotcha, not easy to win two, three-year-old Phillies races in a row. That was a fantastic performance. And then, obviously, we had Animo and, and Godolphin. I mean, geez, James Cummings had a weekend. What did you make about those performances? Oh, mate, in, sensational. Zoo gotcha. I had to lift my jaw off the floor watching that. It's my best of the day. But I tell you what, value of the day, $25 kin. How many lengths does that win by with a clear passage? I think it went under by two lengths and it was hard held through the line. The last 200 metres didn't even get a look at the whip. He just wrote, just cruised it in. So, And I, I took that form line yesterday, mate, and backdashing legend who came out and won at sixes. So good luck beating Kin anywhere it goes. But yeah, Godolphin are absolutely airborne at the moment. They won just about everything over the past couple of weeks and they might be doing the same on the weekend. Yeah, I was just about to say to you, mate, out of all the Godolphin runners on the weekend, I backed Animo and Kin. And uh, 
I was standing at the uh, Ramwick track on Saturday and seen Kings race, and I had to go for a bit of a walk after that. I just could not oh. believe it. Um, we had a good good value there, and I think that uh, no doubt a winner beaten. But anyway, that's racing, and we uh, we move forward. Obviously, tomorrow night, maybe we've got the Mooney Valley, Moya Stakes. There's actually a couple on the meeting that I'm keen to talk about, uh, considering we're probably going to give the Mornington Benchmark 70 meeting on Saturday a bit of a miss there. Race one, I like El Padrino. Uh, I think he, he had great jump outs prior to pushing forward fresh there behind Charlemagne. Uh, the format of that race has been franked with uh, Fast Witness and Charlemagne racing well. And uh, I think he just pushes forward and sits either leads or sits leaders back off the fence there, which I think will suit tomorrow night. And uh, I like a lot of things about this racehorse. He's pretty consistent. He tries his absolute heart out, and I think he's got a little bit of uh, added fitness on board now, second up. So for barrier two with Jamie Carr aboard, I'm really keen on El Padrino. And uh, in race three, I think Clemenceau is going to be really hard to beat, mate. Um, obviously, come out behind Remark there first up, had the fastest last 600 of the of the meeting that day, I believe. So, well, second fastest last 600 of the day, sorry. And last time he was at the Valley, he absolutely bolted in. So, uh, before we talk about the Moya Stakes, have you got any at Mooney Valley, mate? Well done for finding Remark as well. That was good to see put it all together. And I do think that's the right form for that race. Only my only worry with Clemenceau, and I was I was super keen on it. I'm just worried about Snapper because I know that it's hit and miss horse, but geez, it can pull out some big runs at the Valley. Absolutely throttled in at the Valley last year. Uh, I do have a bit of a knock on Logan McNeil. I find often he can't control horses; they over race when he's when he's on them. I don't know if it's just when I back him, but I constantly see him him uh, getting having a war with the horse. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's it's just my luck, but. I find him really hard to catch with with trying to settle them. So I do think Clemenceau is really hard to beat, mate. And in the first, El Padrino, Charlemagne, nothing between them. But second up, El Padrino, Charlemagne's been up for for uh, a long time. So I think you're on the money there in the first. Jamie Carr, Mayor Eustace, uh, that's going to be in the finish. Yeah, that was exactly my thought process there, second up. And I thought that El Padrino actually was catching Charlemagne on the line there first up as well. So... I'm yeah. hoping that added fitness, you know, will wear the, the blinkers like he always does. And, um, well, yeah, should race well there. The big one's obviously race seven. It's a 1,000 metre uh, Moya Stakes. Pulele is the current favourite. you got Rothwire in the race. Generation at $9. Cool and Gutter jumps out of barrier one. Uh, we don't really need to talk too much about the speed map here. But uh, one comment I want to make about the map here, I think Malkovich is an interesting one. I think that he shoots across and can find the lead, and I think that'll put a, a bit of pressure on Cool and Gatter in behind. And if uh, Cool and Gatter misses the kick at all here, I think it could be could be not over for her. But um, I'm certainly interested to hear what your thoughts are on this race before I talk about a runner. I'm sticking out of this, mate. I had to do the write up for it, and it's it's a really tricky one. There's so much speed going on here, and and for me. Paul Ailey's, it, it does tick boxes fresh. You got J Mac, and depends on where the track is at. Doesn't want it overly uh, too wet, I don't think. Uh, but look, it's it's uh, it does tick a lot of boxes for mine. Then again, the market there's nothing between so many of these in the market, and this is the kind of race I'm worried September Run could win. You've got a you've got a cast Kieran McAvoy and a cast horse like September Run winding up and getting over the top of them. It wouldn't shock me with the amount of speed. So. I'm happy to steer clear, mate. It's a super tricky race, but what are your thoughts? Aaron McAvoy's riding September run, mate, so I'm pretty confident uh, that horse won't be in the finish with the way he's been going lately. <laughs> but uh, no, you're, you're 100% right there. It's one of them races where you can throw a dart at the board. And and obviously, we all know what, what a 1,000-metre race at Mooney Valley with the high pressures like. You need to get the right run. But 
I'm, I am keen on Pulali here. Uh, Four dollars twenty. Obviously, looking yeah. looking at trying to get that uh, Everest slot for Godolphin, and I think he's already got that. But with the uh, the barrier draw here and a couple of horses inside that are going to push forward, it'll allow J Mac just to get across and probably sit third pair off the fence, which will be perfect. The pace in the race will set it up. I thought a thousand meters may have been a bit short for him, but uh, you know, I think over the last hundred meters, you'll see a couple of horses dropping out, and those horses that like to get. Uh, further out in trip will be sprinting home. And I think Pulele is really well placed. So oh, not well placed, it's a really tough race, but I think Pulele gets a, a really good uh, map here and looks hard to beat for mine. And obviously J-Max going down there for some sort of uh, some sort of push, and this is probably it. We'll, uh, we'll move to Rose Hill now, mate. Soft seven at the moment. Uh, well, I'm, I'm predicting it's going to be a soft seven on the day because there's a little bit of rain tomorrow. Uh, Rail's in the true position. I think that that might lead them to be coming off the fence a little bit. However, Rose Hill, it's a little bit hard to read. Uh, leading into the meeting, have you got any thoughts on what you think might happen? Yeah, tricky to read. It depends how much rain falls as well, mate. They might come out on down the outside towards the end of the day, but who knows these days on New South Wales uh, rail and race uh, track, track trying to call what's going to happen. You might as well just dip your hand in the old lucky dip like back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, it's been really hard lately, hasn't it? And especially Rose Hill. It's one of them trucks that one day can do this and, and one day can do the opposite. So really hard one, mate. But as always, you're going to kick things off for us in the uh, Tab Highway to, to kick off the day. Uh, 1,500 metres, Class 2. Uh, the current favourite is Syrian Star at $4.20 if he gets a start. Uh, if she gets a start, sorry. Airliner at $8. We've got Mr. 88, $9. Rebels Edge, 10 And this is one of the most open highways we've seen in a long time. Uh, who do you like here? It is an open highway, and I do love love the highways, as I always say. I was super bullish about King of Spades a couple of weeks ago, mate. I think it was at 40s or 50s. It got into $6 at one point. They absolutely pummeled it. Two-length loss, mate, and it was held up for most of the straight. It was a sticky watch. It wasn't great. I think – I'm not sure whether it would have won, but it would have been mighty close with clean air. Same task here, Willie Pike. Um it just drops a little bit of weight, which is handy. Probably just camp off them. Clean air and, and, and luck in running. A bit more luck than Cholante. And I think that'll go very close. And the other one, uh, the other two I want to mention, mate, Smoother Spree I'd be keen on, but McAvoy I, I couldn't back at all right now. Uh, is a big improver. It's a good horse. It's fourth up. It's ready to peak. And Lumber Dreams trialled extremely well. I think that's got some nice form. Trialled well behind another one. And I know that's one of your faith horses of all time. So... At the moment, mate, I think uh, if we do see a nice run in transit from King of Spades, it'll be the winner of this race. Uh, but I'm I'm going to spec Smoother Spree and Lumber Dream if we can get a good price about either. Uh, I'm just I just found a few of them the really good chances in this far too short. But King of Spades, mate, you go look through its form. Second to Good Omens on a wet track. Second to a few other good ones, and its ratings are just the best of this bunch. Should have pretty much won last start. I think this race is a bit easier. Have you got anything? Yeah, mate, I've actually got King of Spades as well. Um, as you said, yeah. crunching the market there first up with this truck. And I think the, the horse took a little bit of time to wind up, but um, as soon as it hit a bit of steam, Pikey found a bit of trouble there. And I think uh, if he made his move a little bit earlier to get off heels and come out wide, it would have been a, a nice finish to the race. A lot of the runners come down that outside lane and then he had to dart back inside, tried to pick himself up again, King of Spades. But I just think things didn't work out for him on the day. But when you have a horse with that much market support, um, drawn probably a little bit better here where he can sit midfield and you know we're still getting a fantastic each way price here so I'm keen of King of Spades as well 
And uh, while I'm at it, thanks for the little bit of a lead-in for uh, giving another one a bit of a plug. He had a fantastic trial the other day leading into the Kosciuszko, and Willie Pike's been booked to ride on the big day. So um, I think he's on track to win another Kosciuszko, and uh, really looking forward to seeing how that goes. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, race two, mate. Sorry, and just another thing um, before we finish with that. I, I did say to my – I think I was on at 41s. I, I'd spades for a couple grand, I said to my mate – who was round, I said, if this wins the first of the day, we are going out <laughs> to get the most ridiculous dinner at the most expensive restaurant. And as I heard a commentator say the other day, mate, money speaks all kind of languages when something was 20s into fours and bolted in and they backed King of Spades like it was going to be walking in. So I, I do have that in the back of my mind. It was a massive plunge. I think $11 is way over the odds, mate. Wouldn't surprise to see it six or seven race day. I do as well, mate, and I think Pikey's going to make up for what I would call a poor ride there last start and give the horse every chance this time. So certainly more the place, but, uh, yeah, keen in the highway to start things off. And I'm going to actually double down here in the uh, midway, race two. It's uh, benchmark 72 over 1,300 metres. We've got uh, Coat is the favourite at 440, but I'm keen on Verbeck. I thought he was uh, super first up on a track that generally doesn't allow horses to run on well. Uh, he rattled home in 11.63 last 200, which was clearly the race fastest. And uh, he generally improved second up, which is also very important. Uh, I think the stable will intend to have him ridden quietly again this time around. He handles a bit of giving the ground with a soft track. And, uh, you know, I would have liked him to probably be, be a bit more of a consistent customer. He, he is um, certainly one of those horses that puts in a poor performance around two good ones. However, he's got a nice draw here. Blake Shin goes aboard. And I think with the tempo that'll be in this race and uh, maybe a little bit of giving the ground, the extra 100 metres suit. So Verbeck at $9.50 and $3.10, I'm, I'm pretty keen on, mate. Uh, did you have a thought in that race? I think I've got my everyday account, my savings account, my Verbeck account, because this <laughs> thing has cost me. I, I did say, right, I reckon I've backed Verbeck 10 times, mate, and I've never collected. I, I always did have a good opinion of the horse. It's... It's always rattled home for me and just missed. And look, no knock. I know exactly where you're coming from. It's got that Kips Bay form. It's it is running well. It's certainly gotten better, I do think. At the moment, it's racing better than it ever has been. And at the $10 mark, while it owes me a ton of money, I, I do believe it's a massive chance. I do have to look away from it, probably for a bit of bias. Uh, but look, I can certainly see where you're coming from. May Rose, if it is wet. It's just a wet tracker. Loves these wet decks. Barrier two, just got too far back last run. Uh, but look, this horse has some good form. It ran second and never talk. And uh, I thought never talk was excellent the other day. And uh, the other one I'm interested in here as well, mate, it's, it's uh, always overlooked by the market. And this is this is what surprises me. And uh, Cruel Summers, just huge odds again. I know barrier 15, we're going to need them to be running on, and I don't really know the pattern at this time of day, but if, if you get a spare sec, mate, go have a look at its trials. It absolutely canted in them. Beat Sharkham in the first one who came out and bolted in the other day. I think it's trialing better than ever, but you go look at its last two runs in this grade bar one run when it pulled up with issues. It lost by a nose to Monte Felicity, who's been consistent in Saturday grade, and it lost by a nose to a Sony, who goes around in a BM78. It doesn't carry it carries uh no more weight here any luck from the draw mate good luck beating cruel summer two wins on the heavy from three goes 
And uh, a Sony and Monte Felicity, what price are they in this race? So, again, big odds. They always leave it about $10 and it gets backed in race day. I'm sticking thick with Cruel Summer. Deserves a win. And the last time it did see a really bog track at one by four lengths carrying 60.5. So, yeah, mate, I, I do think this is open. I'm worried about Verbeck, uh, but Cruel Summer, if they can run on, is, is going to be running over the top of them. I'm pretty confident. Beautiful, mate. Bit of relief there on my behalf, knowing that you're not going to put any money on Verbeck this week. So hopefully, hopefully he gets the win. Uh, race three is over 1,900 metres. It's a benchmark 88. Uh, the current favourite is Wicklow with J-Mac aboard, $3.60. Hammer on. I'm still having nightmares about that race the other day. $4.40 with Willie Pike on. Halcyon, $5.50. Uh, quality time and Kiss the Brides on absolute fire. Uh, you've got one for us here. I've got to stick with Wicklow, mate. I just believe it was really unlucky last run. It was all up backsides, but this is a similar field. I just don't think – I think it should be shorter. If you go watch the replay, Wicklow should have won last start. It really should have. J-Mac aboard. It, it loves Rose Hill, and this is the other thing. I, I, it just loves his track. Four wins from six goes. Handles the heavy, no problems. I just think it should be very hard to beat in this. No knock on Kiss the Bride, who's flying. Alcyone, hard to catch. Uh, ready to win fourth up, but tricky to catch. And G quality time was super last run. Hard to hear. I think Wicklow's hard to beat here, mate. I think it's a really good horse. This is its time to put its hand up and go that next step. And if this was any other track, I wouldn't be taking those odds. But this is Rose Hill. It absolutely loves this spot. Have you got anything for this? I am with you there, mate. Wicklow, I think he's a 1,900 to 2,000 metre horse. He loves a wet truck and he loves Rose Hill. And I think he's finally getting out yep. of the 1,900 metres at an ideal time. And obviously, Barry, too, with J-Mac aboard, you can't really beat that. So he gets plenty of ticks, plenty of boxes ticked here. And uh, I do think he's the best horse in this race. I'm a little bit terrified of Kibosh, who I thought was pretty good last start um, after trialling excellently. And I uh, hit the line quite well and should be, you know, really well suited here third up out in trip as well. But um, I'd, be, I'd have to be uh, going against my beliefs if I didn't back Wicklow here because I think he's really well suited. Absolutely, mate. And I think the price is fair. Uh, if you had sort of someone else, I'd be iffy. But we get J-Mac and a good draw. Like, you can't poke holes in that. It's going to be in the finish. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll skip through to race six now, mate, which is the Heritage Stakes for three-year-olds. Set weights and penalties is a listed race. Uh, we got Best of Bordeaux dropping back from uh, 1,200 metres back to 1,100 here and not going to the Golden Rose. Opal Ridge at $5, Samili on seven. Annabelle Nishima has economics at 10. And then out there's some serious double figures here. Uh, what's your thoughts here, mate? I slammed Best of Bordeaux first up. I slammed it. And look, it ran according. It ran, uh, I think it ran fifth as a $1.90 pop when we said it was far too short that day. Uh, I think that was the right race where, where I was really keen to lay it. And oh, it's it's hard to beat here. This is a massive, it, it, I'm keen on in secret. I do think it's the right form, but I'm hearing Everest talk for Best of Bordeaux and I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, at the moment, it, it needs to – I just heard a fair bit of Everest chat, and I, I think there's plenty of other better ones out there. That being said, with this setup back in trip and J-Mac, 
it's going to be really hard to mow down. I'm, I'm struggling to find something to beat it. At the same time, I've found things shorter that I'd rather back than best of Bordeaux. And the thing is, mate, what, what I've got to do here is back Swiss Exile at the $21 because it beat it two starts back. I know that that day best of Bordeaux had no luck. Uh, a few things went wrong for it. But that being said, you, you've just got to go with the price there, I think. I, I do. I just... I just don't think that's the right price. I know it was really poor. I just watched the race before we started this podcast, but it just outside leader knocked up, and sometimes they do do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Swiss Exile can win this again, mate. I don't know why there's $18 between them uh, when it beat at fair and square two runs back. And the only problem, I guess, is the map. But if Sammy Clipperton can just get ahead of it in the run or uh, and try and beat it to the rail or try and get that better spot, it's going to be close in the finish, mate. I think that's way over the odds. What are you on? Yeah, what about the absolute disrespect by the boogies here about Swiss Exile? Dead set. He's had one yeah. poor run. He's had one poor run in his career. He's an on-pace horse that can easily drop out if things don't go right, which is what yeah. happened last start. Um, you're 100% right. Look, I've got a, a leaning towards the the two, the go-forward pair coming out of the run to the rows, and I think the trainers, both trainers have made the right call here, bringing them back to the 1100 because I don't think that, these two runners are suited at the Golden Rose distance of 1,400. Um, look, best of auto is really hard to beat. Uh, he's third up. He's added fitness. He'll, he should get the lead again. J-Max sticks um, and goes back to the 1,100 at a track that suits going forward. So I think he's really hard to beat. Now, how could he be $2.20, Swiss Exile 20? I'm telling you now, if Swiss Exile can jump better than him and get the lead and, and find the rail, I reckon Swiss Exile is going to be hard to run down. I just feel that... His two runs, his couple of runs in the Queensland Carnival there at Eagle Farm, he found the rail, and I think that's where he likes to be. Um, last start, if you watch the stewards' vision, which I did a few times, he absolutely hated being out there, and he was over racing early, and he had every reason to drop out. So we just have to forget that run and give him another chance. And I think he, his race is going to be won or lost in the first 200 metres, and he needs to go forward. I think Clebo needs to go and try and get in front yep. of Best of Bordeaux. And look, Best of Bordeaux missed the kick first up. So I think the price is silly about Swiss Exile. I could have a bit of money on him to place, absolutely. But in saying that, I think those two have the rest of the field covered and I think Best of Auto is going to be hard to beat. If uh, if he runs the right race, he's going to be super hard to beat. Yeah, and it was $1.90. And when I was really against it, I could not believe the price when it was in the San Domenico. I remember just saying constantly, this is, this is bizarre. And I know I did do a few things wrong, but I go back to what I said. It's beaten Magic, who still can't get a win out of the way. And it's uh, it's it's one, it got its maiden away. That's all it's done so far. When I heard the Everest talk, I thought, you're joking. I had to, every single possible in the run to the rows, it got the lead. It got its chance in secret, mowed it down. I, I just couldn't even believe the Everest chat. I mean, happy to be wrong and see it in the Everest and run a cracker, but I can't see it doing that at all. Um, no knock on the horse. It's got plenty of ability, but I think that's a bit that's a bit too soon at the moment for mine. Needs to put away a race like this. I'm going to be backing Swiss Exile each way, mate. Mate, if a horse can uh, be beaten by a sweet ride by three and a half lengths first up and go on to win an Everest in the same preparation, I think I'll just about give racing away. There's not a chance in France. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on to the Golden Pendant, which is a uh, uh, whereabouts is it here? Race seven, 1400 metres, Golden Pendant, three year old fillies and mares, group two race, set weights and penalties. Uh, well, I had nightmares doing this race, mate. There's a lot of chances here. Espiona four dollars forty, Nimalee's five fifty, Startontes is seven, and then we're at a double figure odds with Jarmaya there. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here, mate. 
for me, mate, this is all down to the weather. And it's one of these races where I could not even start to look. I looked at it and I said, I can't do this until race day because some of these hate the wet. Some of these thrive on it. Until I know exactly what we're on, it's impossible. It dead set is, mate. Some of these will swim. Some of these just don't want an inch of it. If we were dealing with a really dry track, then our our uh, star Jamea comes into play, but it just doesn't want it wet at all. And then you've got Expat who would love a wet deck, um, Polisipin's got the form. Espiona don't know where to go from there. Star Tontes hit and miss. Nimali wants it wet. So yeah, mate, it's it's a hit and miss one for me. I'm just I'm just going to steer clear of this race. Have you got anything you're keen on? You're absolutely right about that. And tomorrow is the big day for rain. I think they got a little bit out there today. Um, they're predicted to get a bit tomorrow, so we'll have to wait and see there. But mate, in this race, I had a couple of notes written down. You know, Jamea is going really well, but needs a dryer, probably soft five at worse. Expat absolutely yeah. loves Rose Hill, but coming here off a poor run, um, but does shape to get a soft lead, and, and the more rain, the better for Expat from Barrier 2, so that's well-suited. Nimalee coming off a third to Zaki in Ice Bath and his third up. Um, obviously, once a wet track, the only negative for Nimalee is Barrier 16, but I like the way the horse is going. Espiona, I thought, was really disappointing, fresh. She laid out. She did plenty of things wrong. Her mm. best performance could put this away by three lengths. And then you got Mirror Vision, who races well fresh at $35. So I think it's a great race. And at the moment, I'm finding it hard not to back Nimalee. However, you know, things can go wrong from Barrier 16. So very tricky race, mate. I think I'll be siding with Nimalee, but I'll be certainly, uh, you know, shying away from confidence here. I won't be telling anyone to dive into it. That's for sure. If I had to back something, I'd be doing Mirror Vision at $34. That's, that's crazy odds for that kind of horse. I went back and watched uh, both Mirror Vision's trials earlier today because I wanted to mm-hmm. find her as well. And uh, there was just something there that I thought, oh, she could give a little bit more. So I, I don't know. I think I think that she's going to race well fresh, but she might find a few of these too sharp. But anyway, it would not shock me whoever won that race. Uh, mate, race, eh? the big one, the Golden Rose, Group 1, 1,400 for three-year-olds. Um, current favourite is In Secret, Jay McRides for Godolphin. Uh, stable mate, Golden Mile at $6. Jack and O down from Melbourne, up from Melbourne, sorry, $7.50. Um, we got Fireburn, She's Extreme, and then my mate, Jardins there at 21 and, and getting out to large odds. Um, what's your thoughts here? Who have you got? I'm just interested to hear. Have you have you landed on anything in this? Oh, mate, I'm not going to lie to you. This race has given me nightmares because, mm. look, I tipped up Sajardin first up with confidence because I like him as a cult. I thought that he was going to come out and do something specially. I wanted to wait until his three-year-old days. I liked everything about what was going on until that first up run, which I was disappointed by. I heard that Collett liked the ride. Um, so, I mean... I just find it hard now to jump off Sajardin when they're giving me $23 and $5 a place for a horse that's probably going to, at least we know he's going to get the 1,400 metres. Paris Dior interests me, um, has a poor barrier draw, but I thought she was really good first up. Um, they've obviously saved her to come into this race second up. Blake Shin is up here from Melbourne for some sort of ride, and this might be the one. Um, and I really like the way she's going. But then again, I think these horses are double-figure odds because of how good the Godolphin camp are going and how good those two runners are going. And, uh, look, there's no way I could back in secret at $2.70 with this field, and I'll probably have small bets, Shijard and Paris Dior, and uh, I wouldn't even rule out back in She's Extreme. But uh, very tricky race, mate. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. 
Yeah, it is a really tough race. I had something on in secret when I could get 350 just because Cummins came out and said, look, it's very hard to beat, can break the trend, J-Mac, barrier three. And at the moment, if I'm going to believe anyone on earth about who's going well and who's hard to beat, it's James Cummins <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So I'm trusting that. And I, I do know that's quite a short price. Again, the disrespect to Fireburn. I know uh, it rattled home in the same splits as in secret. So if it can posse up closer, I have a bit more luck in running. I see no reason why that can't turn the tables. Uh, I just think Fireburn's too easily forgotten. I've had a look at a few, uh, what a few analysts are keen on, and no one even gives it a look. But you have to remember uh, what it did last prep. And I know that it, you got the curse and the fields it was beating up, you can put a query on. But this is this is a damn good racehorse. Didn't have much luck first up. To come home in the same splits as in secret, if Abdullah can be a pair or two closer, I think they're going to be fighting out the finish. $9. I'm not ruling out the burn at all. She's extreme, must go in, but I've always had a liking to Fireburn. I do think if they're head-to-head, Fireburn will beat it every time. She's extreme, just has the map and a bit of that edge and being closer to it in the run. And as you said, mate, she's Shazad. And I was, I was yeah, I specced it first up as well. And it can win this race. It's unbeaten second up, Colette sticks. So it really is a good race. But um, if it gets quite heavy i do think fireburn's going to win this race i I just think if it's real bog conditions uh, some of these will come unstuck and the burn turn of foot i I doubt anything can beat that in the true bog but yeah mate crack a race jardin wouldn't shock me at all it's lurking around some massive odds but it does need to lift yeah you're absolutely spot on about needing to lift and i guess that's the tricky situation i'm in at the moment because I was quite bullish on his chances there first up, and and I've gone back and watched that race many times and tried to give myself reasons that he he raced well enough, but he didn't make up as much ground as I would have liked to see. But you know, he obviously improved second up. His statistics suggest that. I think he'll get the fourteen hundred meters. Gary Portelli said he was absolutely flying leading into his first up run. This is his grand final. The first up run wasn't his grand final. I mean, if I go away now and leave the leave the odds there offering me and back something else, and Sajardin wins. I don't know what I'll do with myself. So I have to have a little bit of an inch man to Jarden. And, and if they're if he's, if he's beaten by the two Godolphin runners, well, they're too short in the market for mine anyway. So, but yep. anyway, mate, that's going to be a super race. Uh, you've got one for us in race nine, mate, which is the Ned Whiskey Shannon Stakes. Ellsberg is favourite. Who are you backing here? Yeah, War Eternal, but the price is gone. I, I jumped on at 17s and popped up in investors because, well, I guess, plain and simple. I never see Gibbo ride them poorly, and he's right on War Eternal, cost at the race, he got held up. Uh, wasn't his really wrongdoing, just caught in a bad spot. I mean, I was on at $23, so I had to had to take a breather f- for a couple of minutes, but I'm sticking thick, and I know it doesn't have the, the right form to, to verse these, but we get 53 kilograms, which is which is the edge here. It drops a stack in weight. Uh, we get a, a run through Ita earlier. Rustic Steel, big improver, but I wish Kieran McElvoy wasn't aboard. I, I just, no disrespect, but how do you back him at the moment? He was on a $1.60 thing today and it didn't even run a drum. Uh, Ellsberg, hard to beat, but you'd want to see more first first up fresh. So Rustic Steel and War Eternal, but I wouldn't be backing War Eternal now at nines. It's well found. I think that was a bet at the at the, uh, at the the 20s. So that's, that's for me, mate. Have you got anything in this one? Yeah, what a good little hour period that was on Saturday, watching Kin find absolute backsides and then going on to, to watch uh, War Eternal's performance after that. I, I must admit, mate, I did take a few 
few moments myself after those two races, mate. Um, look, mm. no, nothing from me here. Still doing a bit of uh, work on this race, and, and I could go a number of ways, and nothing really stands out at me. I was interested in Rustic Steel, but um, you've already mentioned a few things why, and I think that uh, Rustic Steel is getting a bit up in grade now as well. So uh, yeah. nothing from me in race nine, and uh, I think you've got one for us to finish the program off as well. Race 10, it's the 1,100-metre uh, benchmark 78. Fire is the favourite, and breathing down his neck is one of yours, mate, Kips Bay. Who's winning this one? Yeah, cracker last race. And and just before I do go into it, with, with the um the Kin and uh, War Eternal, I think it was the past two weekends, and I saw you back them both early, so I went, okay, a bit, bit more added confidence here. I like it when you're on. And the other, So I had Rock and Horse and Yearning the weekend before as my two runners over $20. Yearning was no words, and Rock and Horse got pit by baller with the, with that half the length, half a straight to the next horse. And then this week came around, I thought, rightio, two more things over $20. It's time for a bit of luck. And I had War Eternal and Kin. So he's hoping this weekend I can uh, pong something at odds and actually get not within the nose or a bit of luck. But last race of the day, and I know they're backing it in hard. I can see why. Very fine red. Second to Zapateo, third to Marzo. You will not find better form in this race. I know this is wide open. I don't know if this is a fresh horse. It's not really proven fresh, but that form, mate, is, is just sticking out at me. It really is. Uh, I think a third to Marzu by a length and a half and a, a length loss to Zapateo, who's airborne right now, is the right form. I do like Kips Bay. I, I really do. But let's not forget, it's come back super. Let's not forget it was a BM72 lacking any form of depth, found the front and kicked. I think it's hard to beat and it's going well, but I couldn't have it at fives. I'd want a bit more in this with that Marzu form. Nasturtium, excellent fresh, uh, nailed on the line by Epa, who's hit and miss, and Tri-State's going really well. So, look, this is a really tricky race, mate. I haven't even mentioned fire. I think Kips Bay is hard to beat, just a little short. I hope it drifts. But if a very fine red's good to go and it runs to that second or to Zapateo or third to Marzu, then it'll be winning this race because what would Zapateo and Marzu be in this? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I was keen to stick with fire in this race. I thought it was a little bit green going the Sydney way, racing there uh, last start. Tommy Berry goes aboard. I think potentially at this stage of the day, you want to be in those sort of wider lanes. That's a that's a, a call that could go wrong, so don't uh, take my words for it because they could be still bolting down on the fence there in the last race of the day at Rose Hill. Um, and I think that was the kind of negative I had for a very fine red. But um, it's certainly a great race. And, and as you said, Kips Bay, that win was very impressive. Uh, led him around mm. the corner and, and the jockey was just sitting there, you know, motionless until the last 100 metres. It was a fantastic win, but it certainly is. You've got to take into account jumping up in grade and there's going to be plenty of tempo on here. So fantastic way to finish the program there at Sydney. Uh, mate, best bets for the weekend. What are your thoughts around uh, your best bet and, and value bet? Yeah, look, I, I don't really get a read of the track because it's race two, but I'm extremely confident if it's a good run in transit and they can run on and make ground, Cruel Summer will be winning race two at $13. It's it's missed by a nose, both its runs in this grade. It's trialled like the second coming of Winks, <laughs> almost. So I think that's going to be extremely hard to beat. But Barrier 15, as I, as I sorry to bring it up again, but Cholante yesterday, we saw no matter how much talent you've got, if you're a backmarker and you've got a wide draw, you can get you can get stuck in trouble. So that's my best bet, mate. Just needs a bit of luck. And best each way, 
I just if if it does really bucket, mate, I've got to be with the burn. Fireburn is the forgotten horse. If it really is wet, a lot of them will come unstuck. That'll be running a ripper of a race. Uh, and uh, just keep an eye on the market with a very fine red. For me, mate, lay of the day, best of Bordeaux. I reckon they can roll it. I think it's too short. Yeah, very fair call, mate. That'll be interesting, that one. Uh, the Heritage Stakes. I think best bets on the weekend for me is probably going to be Clemenceau down there at Mooney Valley tomorrow night. I'm hoping he kicks off the weekend in style. I think that it's really important that he's been down there already, had a really good performance. Um, keep in mind that he's a lot better on top of the ground. So if they get a bit of rain tomorrow, that's a slight concern. I like Joe McNeil going aboard. And uh, race three, obviously, Wicklow and Sydney is going to be hard to beat, in my opinion, and he's... Crucially, that best bet for one that's over the $3 price. I really like when I get confident about one that's about $3.50 in the market. Uh, as for a value bet, uh, I'm still sort of trying to work out whether I'm going to get keen to dive into Sajardin, but I'll probably have to. He's got to be an each-way chance at $21, and I also like Verbeck in race two at $10 and $3.30. But, uh, mate, the biggest biggest match of the weekend's tomorrow night there. Parramatta Eels flying up to Townsville to take on the uh, North Queensland Cowboys. Hopefully that starts the weekend in style and uh, I hope everyone has a great one. And uh, thanks for joining me again, Bryce. Thanks very much for having me, mate. Good luck to the Eels. Hope they get the W for you and good luck punters. Hopefully uh, it's not a cruel summer on Saturday. Cheers, guys.